the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're heading into hour two of Crosswalk. No, it's not Gino Dracy. He's not here right now. Um, my name is Scott Blair. I'm filling in for him. I am the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora, Colorado. I am also the co-host of another show that uh, shows up on Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. on 710 KNUS, another one of the stations that's part of Salem Media, and would love for you to join in um, and tune in for that show. It's with myself and my brother Casey. Um, we talk about issues that men are dealing with today. Um, we're also discussing sports and and just anything that we can, you know, Maybe even get a laugh at, you know, because sometimes things can get so serious that we forget to have fun. Like like in that first hour, I was really into interviewing Sherry and talking about the Bible and all that One Hope is doing. And, and right next to me is my wonderful wife, and she decides to look up one of the uh, the apps that Sherry was talking about. And as soon as she turned on the app... A video started playing. So if you, during that first hour, could hear people talking in the background, no, I didn't have extra people in here. My wife's phone was going off. And, 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 and obviously this is radio, so you didn't see it. Watching my wife try to stop that app on her phone from playing was probably one of the funniest things I have seen all week. And so just want to appreciate my wife. Thank you, baby, for adding into the show. It was just amazing. Did a great job. But... As we continue into the second hour, um, on Monday, we're going to be celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of the or the most influential leaders of this last century. Um, I was listening to the John Maxwell Leadership Podcast, and that's what John Maxwell called him, one of the most influential leaders of this last century. And as I was listening to the podcast, Dr. John Maxwell was giving his insight as he was speaking at the Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Dr. Martin Luther King was a pastor leader of that church. And as he was speaking there, he shared several different things about Dr. Martin Luther King that I think were so powerful for me. They were influential in my life. I, I know that, um, my wife and our family, we've talked about it many times about what he went through, the struggle that he endured, the leadership that he took. Now, I'm not going to say it. he's he's like every other leader. He wasn't perfect. He didn't have it all figured out. But as he was chasing after Jesus, he was chasing after this opportunity to be a great leader. And John Maxwell, one of the first things he said that he realized about Dr. Martin Luther King was that he was a great listener. He would listen to the people that were around him. He would listen to the struggles that other people were sharing with him. And when you listen as a leader, it enables you to see and gain the insights of those that are around you that enables you to be a better leader. And and then Dr. Martin Luther King, as he listened, was also able then to love those people around him. And, and care for those people. See, if you're not able to listen, then that also shows that you're not able to to love because really one of the best things you can do as a loving leader is listen to those around you. I'm very fortunate at the uh, church, the community of faith that I work a part of, um, that I have people around me 
that I can ask, okay, what is going on here? What is happening here? And, and have them share and I share op- openly and honestly. Um, it's not always one of those things where if you're the leader or the, or the head of a business or a church that you have all the answers. That's, that's not really the truth. It's, it's being able to listen to the people around you, to love on them. And then that's when you lead. And uh, Dr. Maxwell gave several examples of how, um, Dr. Martin Luther King was able to do that, how he was able to connect to the people that were around him to to be able to love on them and then lead them. Um, he used so many amazing biblical imageries as he spoke. Uh, Pastor Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, had uh, the ability to take um, many of the things that he saw in Scripture and apply them to the struggle and the leadership he was doing. He would speak of Goliath, uh, the Goliath of injustice of the people that were oppressed in that time. He used biblical terms and symbols and imagery um, he, he he told personal stories of the people in the movement. And then one of the things Dr. King's speeches is that he used metaphors to express hope and courage. Metaphors like after seeing demonstrators assaulted in Birmingham with high-pressure water hoses, he pointed out that the police failed to realize that the per- protesters had a certain kind of fire that no water would ever be able to put out. Dr. Martin Luther King, um, we celebrate on Monday for his birthday, and we celebrate all of the amazing ways that he has impacted our communities and impacted this world. Um, One of my favorite quotes of Dr. Martin Luther King is, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I believe that that quote is as important today as it was when he shared it over 30, 40 years ago, that when we look at the communities, the society, the world that we live in, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I think it's, for me, one of those reminders, those reminders of what's going on in the world around us, that we have to be able to be willing, as followers of Jesus, to know that the light of the gospel is something that we get to carry with us every day, every day as we go into our homes, every day as we go into our offices, every day we go into our schools. We are able to share that light within the communities that we we walk in, and that and that hate does not drive out hate. We have too much hate speech right now. We have too much hate that's going on in the communities around us. Um, Only love can get rid of hate. And so as we think about Dr. Martin Luther King, as we look into celebrating his birthday on Monday, I'm not sure if there's things that are going on in your part of the city. I know that there are many powerful um, and uh, amazing influential church leaders in the Aurora area that have planned um, meetings, uh, both online and person, um, that there are marches, both that you can be a part of online and person. And so I encourage you, take some time, go find those areas where you can get involved and be a part of the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, life and and legacy that he has brought into this world. My name is Scott Bloyer. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church, and you're listening to 94.7 FM, The Word. And today we have been addressing, talking about Scripture. We had Sherry Surratt on from One Hope, where they talked about God's Word and every child. Um, now we're just kind of taking some time to look at the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. And I've been reading through the transcripts 
of his I have a dream speech. And, and, and if you know this or don't know this, I just say he gave that speech one time before. It wasn't it was in a church in an event. And it wasn't until he was standing there on the mall in Washington that he started to share that same speech again. And it's a powerful speech. And what I'd like to do is we head in after this next break. I'm going to I'm going to read from that speech. I'm going to read some of the powerful statements he made, the the references to those that were in the struggle within him with him and all the things that he had been experiencing. Because um, uh, I know that um, Simon Sinek, who is a great uh, guy that talks about leadership and direction and community, um, actually did research on that speech. And it is considered by linguists, by people in speeches, that it is one of the greatest speeches ever made in in all of history. And and I think it's important that as we go back to prepare to celebrate his birthday on Monday, that we also reference that speech that he made from the mall there in Washington. Um, I was there at one point in time on the mall in Washington. And to think of the vast expanse of people that were standing there as he was speaking is just mind-boggling. It's, it's a little intense if you think about where he was, who he was speaking in front of, and the vast amount of humanity that was listening to him. I think it's going to be incredible that we are able to take some time to listen to that or uh, to listen as I read through some of that part of that speech. Now, um, as we go through that, um, as if there's anything that you know that's going on in our communities when it comes to the celebration of Dr. King's birthday, I'd love to be able to hear that. You can call in in the next couple of sections. Um, but today... Let's think about how we can be those who are sharing the love of Christ, who are the ones that are bringing light into our neighborhoods, because hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. You're listening to 94. Welcome back to Crosswalk. My name is Scott Blair, lead pastor out at Elevation Christian Church in Aurora, Colorado. And uh, it is a great honor and privilege anytime I get to be able to fill in for Gino. Um, he is a great man of faith. He's a great church leader. I really appreciate all the work that he does. Um, and it was interesting as we were talking to Sherry Surratt in the first hour about Scripture and the importance of it. Um, again, I want to go back to reminding you, go to globalyouthculture.net. Um, there they did a study about um, our our younger generations and their association with Christianity, with um, with reading the Bible, um, they broke it down into three groups, non-nominal and committed. And I think a, they did a great job of bringing forth some of the understanding that we need as parents, uh, as grandparents. I have to say that now in my life and as uh, church leaders when it comes to the Bible and impacting this next generation. And speaking of someone who impacted a generation, starting Monday, we'll be celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And um, as I was saying in the the last um, hour uh, break, that um, I was working out this morning. Um, I, I get up in the morning and I work out and I go to this really expensive gym. It's called the Garage. Um, we've named it the Iron Garage and uh, I work out. And while I do that, I listen to podcasts um, because um, I, if, if I'm just listening to music, I kind of get bored. And, uh, you know, if, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm not really excited to be out there anyways. It's cold and I'm lifting weights and working out. And so um, I, I listen to podcasts. And, and while I'm doing that, it allows my, my mind to go to different places. And 
John Maxwell was talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, and he, he made the statement that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was the greatest leader of this last century. And I, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with him. I, I, I agree. I mean, John Maxwell knows more about leadership than I ever will. Um, but he also knows what it takes to be a leader of impact. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was that leader. And as I was thinking about this afternoon and being here with you, um, I, I started thinking about the I Have a Dream speech and the speech that he gave there in Washington, D.C. And so what I'd like to do is just be able to read some of that speech to you as a reminder of the things that he shared on that day. He, wrote, he said, I'm not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities, knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friends. So even though we have faced the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a deep, dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a, a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day in Alabama, with its vicious racist, with its governor having lips dripping with the words of an interposition and nullification, one day right down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. Man. Ugh. Get a little emotional. Because, um, oh. I grew up in a neighborhood that was very diverse. Um, most of my friends were not the same color of skin that I was. Um, I remember being um, one of the only white kids on the football team and never even put it together that that was the case because it wasn't something that I was – I was used to. It wasn't something that was brought into our family. I, uh, I know that um, for me, one of my best friends growing up in Montbello, his name was Otis Hamilton. And Otis Hamilton and I played football together. We ran the streets together. We rode our bikes down the canals. If, if, you know what, if, if you live in that area, you know what I'm talking about. We would ride our bikes down the canal so that we could get to Maxwell Park, so that we could go to football practice. Um, and as I read this, it just continues to remind me of the importance 
of us being able to understand that God does not see skin color. See, God created skin color. And it, and it, and this is the thing. Um, I don't ever say I'm going to be colorblind. I don't want to be colorblind. I think that's an excuse. I think what I want to be is color aware. I want to be able to celebrate the color and the, the nations and the different types of people that are in our communities and especially in our communities of faith. Um, I'm very blessed right now to have a really, uh, well, two great, great friends. One, he's the executive pastor of our uh, church. His name is Anthony Ropkin, um, and he is a, he's a Korean man, and he shares with me some of the things that he's had to deal with as a Korean man living in the United States. And then um, my dear brother and friend, uh, um, Larry Philip Thomas, he's a pastor at Connection Church, and um, I'm able to walk in faith with these men and talk about what it means to be a church, um, uh, what it means to be a community of faith that doesn't look like it's neighborhood, but represents heaven. Because when I read in Revelation, um, heaven is represented by many tongues, many nations, many colored skin people. It's a celebration of who God is and all his glory through all people. And um, I read this speech that Dr. Martin Luther King made, and, and it, it touches my heart. It does. It, it brings me to a place where I think we need to um, go back and say, okay, what he was talking about there matters just as much today. In fact, at one point in time in the speech, he actually says, this will be the day when all God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of pilgrim pride, for every mountainside let freedom ring. Um, I, I believe that there are so many words that he shared on that day that need to be impactful in our lives today as we sit down and we spend time with friends and family, as we walk through our neighborhoods, as we share with one another um, his birthday, the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Again, my name is Scott Bloyer. You're listening to 94.7 FM, The Word. And over the last hour, we've talked about the importance of Scripture. Um, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was so eloquent when he would read and use imagery from Scripture when it came to his speeches and the things that he did. He talked about um, Goliath. He talked about fire. He talked. It was just incredible. And as my wife and I have been sitting here, I was reading through some of the other other quotes that he's known for. Um, one of the ones that I think just really impacts me is he said, I have decided to stick with love because hate is too great a burden to bear. In our world today, in the in the communities we're living with right now, we need to be willing to 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 stick with love, to stick with grace, to stick with mercy, because hate is truly too great a burden for us to bear as we walk through each and every day, as we walk through our communities of faith, as we walk through our jobs, as we go to our schools. Um, I just know that for me, sport was one of those places where I was able to grow up and to understand the importance of God's God's kingdom in all color and all creed and in all language. And so I think it's important if we're going to walk through this, we need to go back to some of the things that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. shared with us as we celebrate his birthday. Again, you're listening to 94.7 FM, The Word. My name's Scott Bloyer, and please just stay with us. Welcome back to Crosswalk. 
My name is Scott Blair. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church. I'm filling in for Gino. It's been a great opportunity to be able to be here over the last week um, and to be able to take some time to share with you some of the people that I know and some of the things that they are involved with, especially when it comes to ministry opportunities. Um, I'm going to bring up a couple of people that I've been able to have on um, on on. Tuesday, we had Jeff Surratt, who was there um, sharing about um, what he's doing with Rethink Leadership. Rethink Leadership is going to have an event in April. Encourage you to check that out if you're a pastor or or executive pastor. Um, Great opportunity to find out some of the inventive ways that churches are doing things um, in this coming year. And then we had Steve Cuss. Steve Cuss uh, wrote the book Managing Leadership Anxiety. Uh, he's a pastor, teacher, leader. Um, he's also got a podcast. I encourage you to go check that out. I talked about the four spaces and how anxiety is involved in those four spaces. And then we have Brian Cedarwall um, uh, uh, on Wednesday. And um, Brian was talking about what they're doing at the Denver Dream Center. And in fact, in Monday, um, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, uh, they are doing a massive food giveaway at Ball Arena. And so I want, if you, you want to be a part of something where you're really impacting people and actively involved with that, I encourage you to go to the DenverDreamCenter.org. You can find out exactly all the things that they're doing. You can even find them on Instagram, Twitter, um, all those different social uh, media areas. There's just great places to be involved. And then today, we had with us Sherry Surratt. Sherry Surratt is the vice president of North America with One Hope. And One Hope's mission is God's word, every child. Um, I encourage you to go to their website. You can see all of the different countries where they're involved and the amazing things that they're doing, getting uh, the word of God before um, student and or children throughout the world. And she shared with us about a study that they had done. Um, and I think it's, again, really interesting to look at this study. And as you look at this study and look at the statistics it shares, this study was done right before COVID. So I guarantee you many of the statistics that they were sharing um, are different because of the change that we've seen in our um, in our world because of COVID. But you can go to globalyouthculture.net, and there you can find that study. You can download it, um, be able to use that to um, just have some insight, when it, whether it comes to being a parent that has children that are in middle school, high school, um, or if you're in ministry working with middle school or high school kids. And then uh, they also had the area called feed.bible. If you go to feed.bible, um, you can find um, different information to use when it comes to having conversations. There's areas where you can pick up information about small groups. Um, but they had 70 questions, 70 questions that you can use to ask your children where they're at, your your students, where they're at when it comes to the Bible and their spiritual walk. Um, I think it's important that you're able to do that. I, I know for my wife and I, um, as our kids were growing up, um, for us, it was the dinner table. We made sure that there was um, a majority of the meals during the week, not all of them, we tried, but the majority of the meals during the week we had were sitting at the dinner table. Now, whether it became because of sports or school or whatever, sometimes dinner was 4.30, sometimes dinner was 7.30, but we made sure that there was a point of contact where, where both my wife and I were sitting there with them having a conversation. And and I was thinking about this today. Um, 
over this last holiday season, we actually had to have, we got to have all of our kids back with us. They're all adults. They're living throughout uh, the United States. We have one in Montana. We have one in Boston. We have one in Hawaii. And they were all able to come home. And I, it just clicked in my head that at one point in time, no matter what was going on, we all ended up at that table. Sitting around the table, having a conversation. Our our grandson was there uh, in his chair, and and it just brought back those memories of when our kids were younger, and we would sit there and have conversations, and we would talk about life. and And usually, I, I just got to be honest, dinner was side part of it. We would eat, but most of it was having conversation, talking with our family, talking about what was going on during their their week, what was going on in their lives. And, you know, we didn't just ask yes or no questions. It was, you know, influential questions of finding out what was happening. And, and the dinner table was that. And I think it's important that we see those opportunities, especially with what Sherry was talking about when it comes to feed.bible and the 70 questions. I encourage you to go there. Um, but in this last hour... As you've been listening to 94.7 FM, The Word, Crosswalk, we've been talking about Dr. Martin Luther King. We've been talking about the influence that he's had um, uh, both then and now in our in our world and in our country. Um, and I was able to read part of the I Have a Dream speech because I did grow up in an area where we were very culturally diverse, and I appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate that my parents allowed us to experience so much of that in this world where there are some environments kids don't. And I think um, it enabled me to see life differently, both as a follower of Jesus and as a man. And um, and I want to encourage you, go uh, online, find um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quotes, um, uh, read through them. Maybe maybe that's one of the things you sit down with your family this weekend and share those quotes and say, "What do you think? What what does this mean to you? You know, how does that work in your life?" Because um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a great leader, and he he did great things by being able to listen to people, uh, by loving on people, and then by leading people. and And I think those are things that we need to do today. Uh, I want to let you know I am also the co-host of another show. Um, it is on seven. 10 KNUS. It's Sunday nights from 7 to 9. It's called The Bloyer Effect. It's a show where my brother and I talk about issues that men are dealing with today. Um, we talk about sports. We talk about books. Um, we talk about a whole bunch of different things. But I, I want to encourage you to do that because one of the quotes that Dr. Martin Luther King um, had was this. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Uh, I know that in many different cases, we talk about that we have men that are weaker, men that are stronger. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you're standing now. It matters where you stand when things are tough and where things are um, a struggle. And I want to encourage you to really be able to find, um, especially Christian men, find another Christian man that you can stand together, you can link arms together. Um, many, many people will quote the scripture where it says, iron sharpens iron. I think it's a great quote, but I would much rather go to the New Testament where it says, I, I, I want to find someone that's going to bear my burdens with me. 
In fact, at Elevation Christian Church, we we use the term lifting partner. Um, I don't know if I've ever read in the Bible where you're supposed to be an accountability partner. Um, ultimately, I know that that came from a 1970s uh, weight loss clinic where they talked about accountability partners. Um, and so as I read through the New Testament, I hear a lot about bearing one another's burdens, carrying one another's burdens. And so we call them lifting partners. And I think both men and women should have lifting partners where they can carry each other's burdens that just like when Dr. Martin Luther King said that when there's uh, a person who's standing, not just when there's moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy, we need the support of other men and women in our life that will encourage us as we're walking through that. Um, that we have those lifting partners that we can go to when there's a struggle we can go to. I know for me, I'm blessed, again, to say that I've got men like Anthony Ropkin in my life. I've got men like um, Larry Phillips Thomas, who is the pastor of Connection Church, that I can go to and talk about those things. And and at one point in time this week, we talked about pastors and the struggle they're going through. Um, I think the statistic we learned from Barner Research is um, most leaders in ministry, ex- exactly two out of five pastors are contemplating leaving ministry um, uh, for good. Um, We need those lifting partners as well. And so the last Wednesday of this month, I want to encourage you to know that out in Aurora at Elevation Christian Church, we have a pastor's prayer group. It's for senior lead pastors for them to come in and to be able to spend some time talking about the struggle that they're going through. We've got a group of guys that meet there. Um, You can come through Millie's Community Cafe, grab a cup of coffee, grab something to eat, breakfast burrito, and then we spend time praying for each other and talking about what's going on in our lives. Um, Again, my name is Scott Bloyer. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church. Um, It's a church that's out in Aurora. If you want to find out more about that church, just go to elevationcc.com. You can see what what we're doing. You can see the ways we're helping within the community, all the different things that are happening. Um, But again, thank you for tuning in to 94.7 FM, The Word, as you listen to Crosswalk. Welcome back to 94.7 FM, The Word. This is Crosstalk. My name is Scott Bloyer, filling in for Gino Geraci. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora, Colorado. And again, if you've got no place where you're already attending, we would love for you to join us at Elevation Christian Church. We're at 15600 East Alameda Parkway. That's right at about Chambers and Alameda if you don't know what if you don't know what to look for, look for the building with the big orange cross. So right, we got a big orange cross on it. No, it's not because of the Broncos. Everybody does that. They're like, oh, that's a church for the Broncos. No, that's not the reason we did it. Um, we actually did it because we wanted to be a place where men felt comfortable. Orange is a color that's associated with adventure and fun, and so we felt like as followers of Jesus. Being a follower of Jesus is an adventure, and it, and it should be fun. It should be something that we can enjoy um, because joy is not an emotion, and it is, it, it, joy is an expression of who Jesus is in our life. And I encourage you to find a place where you can get involved, plug in with a church, because here's the truth. We know more and more people right now, whether it's because of change of rhythms because of COVID or just change of life in different ways. A lot of people have stepped away from being involved in a community of faith. And and here's the thing. Yeah, I am a pastor. Um, I've been doing it for more than 20 years. 
Um, but even then, before then, um, when my wife and I were first married, being in a church was important for me as a husband, as a father. It was important for her as a wife and a mother. And I encourage you, get Get plugged in. Find a community faith where you can get involved, get plugged in, build relationships, find those people that you can do life with together. Um, today on Crosswalk, we had the awesome privilege to have with us in the first hour, Sherry Surratt. Um, she is with One Hope. She is the North American vice president, and she's sharing with us um, about a study that they did when it came to um, students, uh, middle school, high school age kids, and the, the Bible and things that are going on in their life. And so if you didn't get that, I will, again, I'm going to hammer this all the way through the rest of our time together, but go to globalyouthculture.net. There you can find that study because I think as parents, as community leaders, as church leaders, it's great information for us to be able to go through and be a part of. And then also there is feed.bible. Um, if you're involved in student ministry, um, there's a great place for you to kind of see some of the insights that they gain. They have small group um, information curriculum that you can use that goes along with that. And then they have the download of the 70 questions. And I want to encourage you, go grab those 70 questions, spend some time together as a family or parents with your students, um, and just ask them questions. Find out what's going on in their life, not just with relationships, but spiritually, um, so that you can enable them to see different places that they can grow. And then during this last hour, we've been talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, in the words of John Maxwell, was the greatest leader that our country has seen in the last century. And um, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't disagree with him. I, I think many of the things that we've seen come out of the work that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did and, and, and the way that he communicated during that time will never be um, seen again. He was a great communicator. Now, again, and, you know, people, you can say it, it but he wasn't perfect. Um, Nobody is, um, but for what he was doing, he was the man for such a time as this. And so um, on Monday, we celebrate his birthday, and I want to encourage you, if there's anything going on in your community that where you can jump in and get involved, we'd love to be able to um, have you do that. It's a great way of coming together with the people in our community. One way that you can do that here um, in Aurora um, is by joining with Elevation Christian Church. We have what is called the free market. It is through our partnership with Secor that we're able to offer food for families that are dealing with food insecurity. And so if you're a family that's dealing with food insecurity, we want to encourage you um, go out to Elevation Christian Church uh, starting around 830 um, until the food is gone. You can pull into our parking lot, grab some food. If you would like to volunteer and be a part of that, show up at around 8, 8.15. Um, just go into the parking lot, tell them, hey, I'm here to help. Um, I know that they would love to be able to have you be a part of that. But tomorrow um, from 8.30-ish till um, whenever the food is gone, we would love for you to come get some food if you're in need for those things. I know that also on Monday, on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, uh, the Dream Center Denver is going to be doing that as well. And so this last week, we've had Brian Cedarwall on. He is the um, director and pastor 
of the Dream Center, and they're going to be doing that right there in the parking lot of Ball Arena. And so if you want to be a part of this amazing way that um, there are followers of Jesus that are taking care of the people that are in need in our community, just show up. I think it's 8 o'clock. Show up right there in the parking lot of Ball Arena on Monday, and you get to be a part of that. Um, Brian Seedwell, great guy, doing great things for those that are at need as well as those that are coming out of incarceration. But Monday is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, and we celebrate it as a nation. And uh, I, I really have been so impacted by his life and his words, um, not only as a man, but as a, a leader of faith. Um, and I'm very fortunate to be able to have uh, men in my life that encourage me to grow in that area uh, uh, of need. And so um, if you'd like to find out more about who I am and what I do, um, I want to encourage you. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, if it's Instagram or Twitter, it's WS Bloyer. Just find WS Bloyer. If it's on Facebook, go to Scott Bloyer. It's, it's a, a larger page that I use. Just encourage you to go there and share different things that we're doing as a community faith, things that are going on our on our community. Um, I, I truly believe that as a church leader, I'm just not there to lead when it comes to things going on in the church, but also things that are going on in our community. Um, uh, continue to be praying for those that have been affected by the fires up in Boulder and uh, the Marshall Fire. We're working along with Flatirons as well as other churches to raise funds and have uh, the availability to help those families that have been so devastated by those fires. And so I encourage you to do that. But again, um, my name is Scott Bloyer. You're listening to 94.7 FM, The Word. Um, and we've been talking about the importance of Scripture. We've been talking about the importance of talking with our, our students, our middle school and high school kids, about the Bible and the importance of it. And then uh, over this last hour, we've been talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In fact, I read part of the I Have a Dream speech, and, and I know for me that has always impacted me um, in, in an amazing way. Um, I've also been impacted in a negative way when it comes to um, racial diversity. Um, one of the when I was younger, um, at one point in time, I had brought a friend of mine from Montbello to church with me, and as we were walking through the church, uh, another individual made a racial remark, and I I won't say what it is, I won't say, but um, I proceeded to make sure that that guy was never going to ever say that again, um, and so um, we got caught by the hushers, I mean the ushers, and they split us apart, and and they went and got my dad, um, and when they got my dad. They brought him out, and, and I told my dad exactly what happened. And, and my dad said, did you hit him? I said, yep. He goes, okay, let's go to church. Um, and that was for me at an age where it was very pivotal. I was about 13, 14 years old. And I told my parents at that time, I'm never stepping foot through the doors of a church again. And I didn't until I was almost uh, 22, um, where I had had a, a rough night. I had ended up um, spending some night, a night in a place you don't want to spend the night. And, and, and I had uh, realized that my life was not going in the direction that it was supposed to. And I came home and I remember my mom making the statement, son, you've got to do something different because you're going to either end up dead or in prison. And, you know, I did what any normal idiot kid would do. I was, yeah, whatever. And by the time I got down to the bottom of the stairs, I realized they were right. I couldn't do life like I was doing it. And I gave my life to Jesus, came upstairs, told my my, my mother, 
and got plugged in, got plugged in with a pastor, and he was able to uh, disciple me, um, give me inc- you know great ways to grow in Scripture. And again, I think those are things that impacted me in an amazing way. And it brought me to a greater understanding of who I'm supposed to be as a father and as a husband when it comes to walking by faith. But here's something that I want each and every one of you to know. Maybe, maybe there's someone specific that needs to hear this. God created you to have a relationship with him, but it's our sins, those things that we do wrong, that separate us from him. And you're never going to be good enough to fix that. And God knew that. That's why in Isaiah, he said he had to do something and he did. He sent us on Jesus and Jesus paid the price for our sins and he died on the cross and he rose again. And everyone who trusts in him and him alone can have a relationship with God that starts now and lasts forever. I don't know if you're the one that's driving home feeling lost, abandoned. Well, here's the thing. That's not of God because God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Here's something also important. So many of us need to hear this. It's okay to not be okay, but God doesn't want you to stay that way. Have a great week, and we'll see you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.